0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu podcast.
1: What is the single greatest thing about beer? Drinking it. <laughs>
0: That's a great answer.
1: From the Fox 6 studios, this is definitely Milwaukee. Conversations with the movers and shakers that put our slice of Wisconsin on the map in the worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and more. I'm Carl Deffenbaugh. What's more Milwaukee than beer? Some of the best Brew City has to offer comes from Lakefront Brewery. A sibling rivalry of sorts between Russ and Jim Klisch helped get Lakefront started back in 1987, well ahead of the craft beer craze that's now swept the nation. We caught up with the brothers at the Commerce Street headquarters to discuss all things beer, the changes in the industry and Milwaukee over three decades, their knack for innovation and what they think is coming next. Plus, how they've grown into a must-stop destination for any tour of our city. Plus, we'll have the Fox six-pack of questions with Mary Stoker-Smith. But first, let's find out what's on tap for Russ and Jim Clish of Lakefront Brewery. Very happy to be joined here by the Brothers of Beer here in Milwaukee. We have Russ and Jim Clish here at Lakefront Brewery. Thank you guys very much for joining us. You're you. very welcome. Bro. For people who are familiar with the tours, we're at kind of the early stage of the tour where you get to see a little bit of the operation and you'll get into the rest of the beer hall after that. But uh, I'll start with a simple question that maybe is a little bit difficult to answer, but Russ, let's start with you. All right. What is the single greatest thing about beer? Drinking it. <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah, it didn't take much time to think about that, no, right? No, I mean
2: it's a it's, it's a great uh, beverage of moderation. <laughs> there you go. So you don't really have a uh, you, you can usually consume the beer all night long. That's one great thing about beer, and and uh, and still not overdo it. And so I believe you know that's great. There's great different types of flavor and taste uh, taste that you have uh, if you understand. Uh, learn the ingredients, the, the, the variations in there, the nuances that you have, it's, to me is it's one of the fun things. Yeah. How about for you, Jim? What comes to mind?
3: I'm always interested in how the beer and history and the world go hand in hand. I mean, it's a beverage that's gone way back when, you know, back to the Mesopotamians when they probably fermented some wild grain with wild yeast. Um, I saw something on the Egyptians and how they all drank beer when they were building the, the pyramids. and. Uh, working back there so it was very prominent throughout history and then beer kind of reflects whatever era that you're in you know it was there in the middle ages it was there with the pilgrims different cultures put their little spin on how they make beer
1: for you guys I think your your story in the background of Lakefront is really inspirational for people who are into home brewing because that's kind of how it all got started for you guys for people who are not familiar do you mind telling us how this place first got off the ground
3: Well, it was, uh, Russ and I were living together back in the early 80s, and Jimmy Carter just passed legislation where it was legal to homebrew. (laughs) You could make wine, but you couldn't make beer. And um, I asked Russ one day, because he is a chemical engineer, how how do you make beer? Two guys, you know, bachelors living together. Of course, you're having a few of them. And um, he eventually ended up buying me a book on homebrewing. And there was a homebrew supply store in the Walkers Point area. I went there, got uh, some supplies, and brewed my first batch of beer. Well, Russ tried it, and I, he got interested, and then he started brewing it. So we had a homebrewing household, and we joined the subculture of homebrewers and learned more and went to seminars and entered competitions that started us on the path.
1: And it seemed like something that that would make for a great profession, or certainly something you guys were interested in doing long term. Then, yeah, well, you won a few awards, and the whole thing goes to your head. <laughs> that you can uh, really be professional with
2: it. You, and I know you can't see, but behind me, you got all the old home brewing rest. Uh, it's pretty
1: impressive. There's a number of ribbons, ribbons and everything up hanging yeah, up behind we got, you. We
2: got we we, we display, and uh, and then all of our friends kind of egging you on when you're 20-something years old. You know, you believe them when
1: they say you should open a brewery. You know, and, <laughs> So that's what we went and did. I'm sure, of course, there, there are struggles with any business as you get off the ground. But was there a time uh, when you guys finally thought, okay, I think we are I think we made it. I think we're in a steady position here where we've kind of established ourselves in Milwaukee and starting to spread out from there.
3: I think it was after the move to our new facility yeah. there. Here and, on Commerce, where we are yeah, right now. We were doing good yearly growth, and um, we definitely had the name out there. Yeah. We weren't a hole-in-the-wall operation where people had no idea why what we we're doing or where we were doing it
2: even though we had this problem of having to expand because we kept on selling a lot <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're making making money but around uh, uh, 2000 was the 11 uh, uh, or so we, we went above 15,000 barrels and there's always the adage in the craft industry when you get larger than 15,000 barrels here you're, you're an actual brewer <laughs> instead of um, uh, being a, a microbrewer. brewer gotcha and, and, so that's uh where we came and right after that you know yeah. you kind of felt like you kind of arrived
1: how did you guys settle on the name early on lakefront
2: it probably you know going back was probably uh, uh too much into the name but we always love going to the uh the lakefront uh, and lakefront, uh, the lakefront. Diff- different cities uh call their 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 waterfront they call it waterfront or oceanfront but Milwaukee's the only city that actually has a lakefront, <laughs> so we thought it was something that was indigenous to the town, and, and also it meant water, which yeah. actually was you know a huge ingredient with beer. Sure, and and so we kind of com- you know, we thought it'd be a, a good name to have, yeah. and then
1: we moved to the. Uh, river here which confused everybody <laughs> i've had to explain that to my parents and other friends from out of town that yeah. it's not in fact on the lake but yeah. it is on lake water the so well, we yeah. are on lake level with the river here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there the you closest. go <laughs> the, the river
3: is the estuary of lake michigan here so it's kind of an
1: extension <laughs> were you two i imagine living together maybe that answers it but were you guys pretty close growing up so that going into business together kind of made sense or, or are there struggles with that along the way as well <laughs> I think we're the typical brothers where you fight and you,
2: you uh, but then you defend each other too all the time. So.
3: Yeah, we grew up in a small business family, so we're pretty familiar with that dynamics yeah. and, and doing it. And then I think once we started, we kind of fell into our own little categories of what works best
1: for us and yeah. took those to help grow the place. What would you say are the different uh, strengths of you guys as brothers?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm Mr. Inside and Jim's Mr. Outside, yeah, I'll put
3: it that way. Russ can put a system together, and that's right. how we actually started out where he could find used equipment and cobble it together so that uh, you could actually brew beer with it yeah. and and that would be, that was very economical. And then I was sort of like hitting the bars and doing the festivals and uh, promoting the, the product as well as brewing too, yeah. so we were all brewing, you know. As, Anyone who runs a small business knows you're doing everything yeah, from top it. to bottom, but there's there's certain parts that you excel in, and, and for me, it was more um,
1: like I said, the outside yeah. activities. So much of your guys' success, too, has been in innovation, coming up with different kinds of beer, whether it's the first certified organic, the first gluten-free, which I can say my sister-in-law very much appreciates, great, great. I'm sure many others as well. Has that always been kind of at the core, both uh, I imagine with the homebrewing background that you guys were always kind of looking for, for next things like that or other right. ways to innovate? Yeah, there's, there's no question that's what we, one of our
2: purposes, and I think with any, any business, you have to have innovation. To go and you know, it went farther than beer. Our tours, I think, are innovative. Yeah. You know, our restaurant here is innovative. Our whole location is innovative. Uh, you know, to try to make it a uh, an attraction or or a place where people are from the town are, are happy to bring their yeah. friends and relatives to. It.
3: Yeah, I think we started out early with a cherry beer. We started out with an organic beer. Um, we had a spice beer, so you know we were pushing the envelope from the start. Yeah, yeah.
2: my brother made the uh, second pumpkin beer, pumpkin in, beer. In, <laughs> the, yep. in, the in the United States. United. So you're ahead of the pumpkin
1: spice latte craze, yeah, uh, right? Yeah, uh, curve on that one. You
2: know? <laughs> there
3: you go. We beat Sa- Starbucks.
1: <laughs> you mentioned the tours, and I think that's another thing, obviously, that people love and enjoy. And, and a lot of breweries can kind of feel like if you go on one tour, you've gone on all of them. But it is different here with the way that you guys have done that has that been from the beginning always trying to kind of have this be entertainment as much as educational and, and good promotion for your brewery
3: yeah well you have to realize starting out you don't have money for uh, marketing so <laughs> tours are your marketing so starting out just really uh, I had some experience where I went on uh, a tour where it was a little bawdy and funny and it, it really kept your interest and not really being the technocrat I thought well <laughs> tell a few jokes along the line and see where it goes, and we end up hitting uh, something that really
1: worked. What do you guys look for in tour guides? Because I know you look to some of the arts community, right? Comedians or actors. Yeah, so yeah. what makes a good tour guide where they can blend some of that entertainment with what needs to come out in the tour as well?
2: Well, they have to be outgoing, say the mm-hmm. least. I mean, like I say, we, we do have you know, people from improv, co- comics, we have theater people uh, that come in here, other loudmouths, so like you know, teachers and lawyers. Are, <laughs> also our our tour guides but one thing we do differently here which was probably goes back to the start where we weren't that well organized we never had a uh, script written uh, Hmm. for the tour guide Uh, if you come in here every time you have a different tour guide you basically get a different presentation so to speak or different act that goes along and they their own personality they try to build around the tour so it's it's interesting to see how the tour guides take everybody else's tour then they kind of come up with their own, they don't want to try to copy uh, <laughs> other people, and, and and that's interesting. But that's one of the uh, advantages that we have. And so, if you come here, there's no multimedia show. Um, you know, you don't sit there and, and watch them screen for something. It tells you how beer is made. Then you go and you see some equipment. Everybody, you know, the the, the entertainment is is the guide themselves. Yeah.
1: How have you guys seen the? the brewery changes a destination as well. Because I imagine for many people, it's on the top of the list if people are visiting from out of town or if you're new to the area, it's certainly something you, you take people to lakefront. I imagine that's grown over the years as well.
3: Exactly. we winning awards as far as top to, uh, place to take yeah. out of towners to So, uh, established ourselves in that category again. Um, gonna have a um, um, ready made crowd once we open the door. Yeah. So, but still you want to just treat everyone individual and give them that unique experience when they show up and not just have it where you're pushing through the people, the um, the tour.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we do realize that we are, you know, an attraction and, and so uh, even though it was something we never started out when we started the brewery to think that we would become one, but once you start start being one, you. Uh, you start adding or, or, or making sure your place has that. You know, we got Bernie Brewer Chalet. Yeah. And so that's another part of attraction. We got the plankton lights here that people love. We got an old Cream City brick building. We're on the Riverwalk. And so we spent a lot of money trying to make the Riverwalk very inviting, our place very inviting. Uh, along the way so we, we do you know take that very seriously that when somebody from out of town does bring somebody down here you do want to show the best side of Milwaukee
1: and with yes. some of those things it does get a little bit of the history of Milwaukee here in this place yes, but, as yeah, well offer them something unique
3: and offer them something worthwhile to come to yeah it's new so we have that Cagnado that's out that's there. right beautiful the lights for the, um, the Christmas de- decoration along okay. the riverwalk and other uh, improvements along the riverwalk
1: I can't imagine how much you guys have seen the Riverwalk change over your time here at the Commerce Location, because I, I moved to Milwaukee a little over three years, three and a half years ago, and even in my time, the amount of condos and apartments in this whole area has really changed dramatically, and I imagine it even more so for you guys going back 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we
2: were When we first moved down, we were the first
1: uh, building that was finished yeah. along
2: Commerce Street or was occupied uh, Next was the apartments next to us, but then you had all the condos. But we, even when we built our Riverwalk here, everybody said, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and we didn't have the, it completed until, what, about four years ago, five years ago, that, wow. uh, that you could actually then walk all the way down yes. to downtown. And, and so, you know, for 15 years, we basically had our own little patio out yeah. in the back.
3: Yeah, imagine if you will a two-lane road, no sidewalks, no buildings, stretching from Humboldt to downtown area, mm-hmm. all overgrown with uh, uh, weeds and uh, ash, uh, you know, <laughs> bores and uh, wild, wild uh, trees. So,
1: it's certainly it, come uh, a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a long,
3: yeah.
2: wow. long way from, from where where originally
3: was.
1: Yeah. For the craft brewery scene in general in the city, I know you guys were at the forefront of that, along with maybe one or two other places. Milwaukee is such a rich Beer history, but the craft scene maybe has kind of played catch up. Besides you guys and a couple others, why do you think it was slower for Milwaukee in that regard?
2: Um, I think there's a couple things. One, Milwaukee's not known for like venture capital or investments Mm -hmm. or trying to chase a trend. I I know even for us when we first started out, we we basically had to bootstrap everything, And, and you know there really wasn't an investors that that came around, and they're more cautious in Milwaukee. I just think you know the trend of, of, of you know it just had to catch up with us and have other people that were, were interested.
3: Hmm. I think to a certain extent it's classical for the city is that uh, the trends start in other areas primarily the coast and eventually a few years later they work their way here. Uh, didn't see anything different with the brewery but the, the concept had to catch on too. I don't know if having the the large domestic uh, breweries in the uh, city kind of drew off a lot of the, the brewing knowledge and um, interest where you could get a, a pretty good job uh, in the corporate yeah. level and you didn't have to stick your neck out and try and do something entrepreneurial. Yeah. So if, if that drained some of it off but it was there, you always had the interest um, you just never had the, um, uh, the buildings establish themselves the breweries come yeah. in until about 10 years
1: ago you start seeing that first wave. In addition to all the fantastic staples you guys have in your lineup, the My Turn series is routinely one of my favorites. And for people who are not familiar, do you mind describing how those ideas come about and how that process happens? It was about, what, 10 years ago now that we uh, brewed the the first My Turn. And uh,
2: throughout the course, and when you own your own Brewery, all your employees constantly come up to you and say, oh, we got to do this beer. This is the, the, what we should really have. And everybody always wants to have you know, their, their, their ideas that come along. And, and at the same time, you, know, you constantly hear these people saying that. You, you saw what was catching on in the industry was uh, brewing what they call one-offs, or one, they brew one batch of beer one time, and that's it. And, uh, and so I thought, well, why don't we put these two together? We'll give every employee their own opportunity to to brew and they don't necessarily have to be in the brewing process this is any employee any right? employee yeah. everybody from the guy working the balling line mm-hmm. to the the lady upstairs that that uh, works in accounting to um, you know the guy at the warehouse you know uh, anybody who's employed full-time here who's you know it uh, gets their their chance currently we have um, just switched to, to Mitch uh, he's he's one of our sales guys and so he had a real easy time, fun time running around selling his own
1: beer.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he was extra motivated about yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, let's buy this one. I, it's my own beer. It's really great. And,
1: um, and so it's, uh, and it is good. It is a good beer. Have there been any uh, especially successful ones from that that come to mind in terms of, wow, that one, that one really... Kind of nailed it or there, came through for us. There's some of that that sell a little bit
2: better than others. Yeah. We had one that was uh, so the, the, the biggest seller in the last couple of years. Actually, was our uh, my turn junk that um, uh, was a kettle seller. Yeah. So that there's you know calls now of going back and doing another kettle seller,
1: hmm. but um, uh, but that one that one sold very well anything that comes to mind for you of the favorite of the, the series I'm or Russ maybe a, a or bit. maybe a story about uh, i imagine the employees love that it's got to be great yeah. for them to know that they get their kind of moment in the sun even People if they're not a, a salesman or something employees
3: are thinking years ahead when their yeah. their my yeah. turn is yeah. what they're going to do how the um uh, release party is going to be you know it's it's a big ego boost for them once it starts getting closer. So,
2: Yeah, it's, it's really grown. We have almost like a video for him now. There are pictures on the side of the six-pack and label. They all have a release party, which is kind of a combination of a wedding, graduation party, um, you know, employee party. You know, you have everybody from their families, their, you know, from their own friends, and, and from the brewery all come on down for this thing. And so it's... And, and then anybody from the public, too. So it's, it's a fun time. That's
1: neat. Any... Um thing that comes to mind in terms of over the years, what has made this place special in general? Because it's kind of transformed into, like you were saying, a destination, an entertainment place. What do you think has separated this from from other places that have tried to come up and do the same thing around Milwaukee? Well, I'd
3: definitely say the quality of the employees here. Everyone shines in their spot. You know, the people care, they uh, really enjoy their jobs, and they're They're good people, and they last, and they're here quite long for um, service industry is concerned. So you come here, you're going to get a good experience, and the people want to give you a good experience, and they're certainly capable of giving a good experience
1: here. For people who are maybe not as familiar with making beer as they are with drinking it, or maybe for someone listening who is a home brewer, what are... What do you find to be the most challenging part of the process or, or some of the trickiest part of getting a beer right?
2: Uh, well, to me, I always tell people that if you can drink two and you want a third, it's a good beer. <laughs> and, and so so many beers like right now that uh, on the Internet, they don't get much play unless they're really aggressive with flavor or uh, you know, with hops or this or that. But, but to me, it's still it's one of the things about beers that you can enjoy it and have it throughout the night and so one of the tricky things is being balanced and being flavorful uh you want to have both of those uh, going along with the beer Hmm.
1: any of the main ingredients that make up a beer that you think can really make the biggest difference in terms of how well things turn out or is that balance
3: well you got the basic ingredients but i think formulating the beer is really important Hmm. because you have to get that flavor that's the now And it's not so much the basic ingredients, but what maybe you're going to add as far as a particular yeast or fermentation style or an adjunct that will give people the flavor that they really want to go out and drink at that particular time because it's a a very fastly changing market out there. And I I heard someone say that um, you have to keep up with the
1: speed of culture. (laughs) And I really think that applies to the brewing industry. Yeah, it certainly changes pretty rapidly as well. Uh, one of my favorite things I've gotten to cover over the years has been the Black Friday beer release here because you guys always end up with a ridiculous line stretching all the way down the street. I know you guys were the first uh, place here in Milwaukee to, to start that, I believe, first around dairy or country as well to do a kind of special Black Friday beer we're, release We were like the first that. to have the release at the brewery, Okay, Black Friday, I, I think. Uh,
2: Goose Island, maybe the year before, had had it uh, like out in uh, the stores. Yeah, but we were the first to
1: actually have one at at the brewery. And, uh, what is it like, kind of turning that day into a celebration of Milwaukee, a celebration of beer, and just beer people as well? Because you get a lot of them showing up. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's great to see that it's you know gone uh,
2: across the, the the city, and the city's embraced it as their day. And I think we're the only, we're the first city and the nation really to have that as many breweries do a black friday beer other ones are coming up right now but this is really like the weekend you know it's like milwaukee beer day (laughs) is what it's like right now
3: about 30 different venues had something special for black friday last uh, black friday wow
2: Yeah, it's and it's more than just breweries now too sure but it's a lot of bars restaurants want to have a big beer event going on that day
1: how has it changed the business side of things as well, becoming such a, an established restaurant? People come here for the fish fry, they come here for the cheese curds, as well as the beers that you guys have to offer. How much has that changed? I imagine your guys' focus, obviously, and you, Russ, kind of running the day-to-day operations, still on the quality of the beer. But does the business as a whole kind of change some of the, the ways that you have to be overseeing things or looking into things once you do get that that wide of an appeal
2: i I always tell people that you know we run basically two businesses we run a manufacturing business and a hospitality business and and so we have the tours and and the kitchen uh, our restaurant and uh that that run the hospitality part and 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 both are you know exceptionally innovative with events that we come up with and and what with the foods we have in the kitchen and uh, so we kind of uh I always heard if you're a great leader, you can lead, follow or get the you know the hell out of the way and so we just get that you know out of the way here when it comes to the kitchen and, and the tours we let them kind of do their own thing and and they, they come up with a lot of great events uh, for that and I think that's uh, part of the culture here is everybody's creative and, and interesting and, and looking to come up with
1: something uh, uh, new and different that'll be successful. Mm-hmm. I think you guys might appreciate this but um my baby was here on day eight she's now a a year and a half or so but she was here on her eighth day to celebrate and one of the things that's great about is we'd come here before we had a child and not really noticed all the other kids around and then we had a kid and realized oh there's 20 other families here with their kids it's very welcoming in that regard we were in um montreal recently we're grabbing lunch at a brewery and asked for a high chair and the guy kind of looked at me very strangely and said well well, this is a bar. We don't have high chairs. I was like, "Well, that guy's clearly not from Milwaukee or not yeah, familiar." That, I don't mm-hmm. think I realized though how how kind of lucky and how fortunate. It, and that goes citywide or statewide. Probably that culture is that, yeah, part of the history here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's we were, for sure. Uh, younger, we used to, our our godfather um, our
2: god, ran a bar in Fort Wisconsin called Lee and the Lills, and so. Back in those days, nobody ever had sitters, and they, when we'd go up to visit, everybody brought their kids into the bar, <laughs> and, and it was great, you know, the fact, you know, the, you had the family, there was a great family atmosphere, all the kids had their chips and soda, they played the bowling machine, uh, they ran around, you know, there was no bad words, no fights, it was like, you know, walking into somebody's, you know, uh, living room, and, and I, I, I don't really see the, the problem, and I think it's the same way here, yeah. where you have this big family atmosphere that, that you come on here, and... Everybody you know, is more behaved, nobody drinks uh, excessively, and things on that sort, so I always, I always appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, that's well
1: said. What is something that you guys are kind of eyeing? You mentioned kind of the trends are always changing, there's something always on the horizon. What do you think is, is the hottest thing now in the craft beer scene, and what do you guys kind of have your eyes on for down the road?
3: Well, I think there's a big trend right now for lighter-flavored beers, maybe even non-alcoholic beers. And what you're seeing is a lot of the other legacy breweries, craft breweries in the country, uh, going to other beverages other than beer. So you're seeing the, the seltzers, for example. Uh, distilling was you know, kind of hot about 10 years ago, but now it may be ciders. Um, but certainly the waters and NA beers I see as an upcoming
1: trend. Hmm. What about for you, Russ?
2: Yeah, that too, and then there's other you know specialty styles uh, that that you come. I mean, everything from hop water to beers such as you know the sour beer that we talked about. That's possibly lower in alcohol. Drink uh, drinkability beers, or looking at you know things that are you know maybe like two percent alcohol that that go out there where it's not a uh, soda or, or something that's very sweet, but then it's something very well balanced, but.
1: Uh, but it's still drinkable, but it's but it's still an adult beverage. Of the different styles of beer, are there ones that are particularly harder to make or easier to make? Of the ones that you guys do. Per se? Well, the sours are always hard to yeah. make because they they have a basically a bacteria
2: or something that goes in there that you don't want in your other beers, <laughs> and you have to make sure that those everything's exceptionally well cleaned if you want to do it. And that's one of the reasons we probably haven't gone into it as much as. Would almost like to. People we're just always afraid that it might have. Uh, yeah, other you don't issues want it negatively products. affecting the rest yeah. of the beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, if you guys had not been so successful, if this had not taken off and turned into what it is now, 32 going on 33 years, what would you guys be doing? What do you think you'd be up to if not running Lakefront Brewery? Uh, I'd probably be
2: back at Johnson Controls making automotive batteries. <laughs> is that where you I mean, came that's, that's from, that's where from
1: before? I came okay. From before, after graduating
2: from college, I, I got a job. Being working in manufacturing and I'd probably be doing that or making automotive batteries for electric cars or something.
3: Yeah. I was in law
1: enforcement so I'd be pretty much retired by now. (laughs) If somebody uh, for whatever reason has never been to Lakefront Brewery before, never had one of your beers, which is probably going to be difficult to find in Milwaukee for people listening, what would be the one that you'd want them to try or a pairing that you'd want them to to go with if they were coming in here?
3: Just to say River West Stein, our flagship beer. It touches a lot of bases good with food it's approachable well you know it's a balanced beer but still it has the craft flavors to it and branch off from there
1: yeah yeah i'd agree same, same one for you Same one I mean, right. yeah that, that's that's our, our staple that's the one that to me just represents the town and us the best I guess I should ask that too. Are there other cities around the U.S. that, besides Milwaukee, you guys especially enjoy if you have some free time to travel to in terms of beer? What do you think the other cities would be? You know, people I
3: think get too hung up on number of breweries in a, a location, and I, you know, we could have the 70, 80 plus breweries in a, you know, and so many of them are just a duplication of the theme. Mm-hmm. But I just sort of likes uh, you go to a place and there's maybe two or three. Uh, more on the smaller side, and it's just reflective of the local culture, and you get people that are, you know, really passionate about their craft, and uh, they've established themselves in probably a town that's never had a brewery before, and just kicking back and uh, talking with them and seeing what they're
2: doing. Yeah. That's, that's enjoyment for me. How about for you, Russ? Yeah, I'm, well, I go to Denver at least once a year for the Great American Beer Festival. I always enjoy that town. Yeah. Uh, Portland has a great scene. I've been out there to look at. So, those are a couple towns I like.
1: You guys still enjoy working together after all these years? Well, probably more yeah. than ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not around that much. <laughs> Is that why? No. <laughs> it's been a great partnership, and Milwaukee's lucky to have you both. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It is time now for the Fox 6 Pack of Questions, a chance to get to know the names and faces that you see in here every day on Fox 6. And I am very honored because Mary Stoker Smith is here and we actually are seeing each other in person versus on a
0: screen. I'm a big fan because I watch you every morning, (laughs) but I never see you. So I'm like that viewer. I'm like...
1: Well, hopefully I won't disappoint you. I'm here. a little starstruck.
0: <laughs> I'm a little nervous right now. You're
1: being far too kind. Uh, for people who are not familiar, when did you start here at Fox 6?
0: Can you believe this June will be my 10-year anniversary? That's amazing. Well, Decades. Just flown by. Can't believe I, it. I
1: imagine so, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: for people um, who may not know, besides the job, what drew you to Milwaukee? What was it about the city that made you want to?
0: really? So I'm from La Crosse and three hours west of here. And Milwaukee was always the big city. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come back. We used to come for vacation. So we'd come, stay for the weekend, shop at Grand Avenue Mall back in the day of Grand Avenue Mall being <laughs> grand, and it really was. And then we'd go to Gertie to Six Flags. So it was like, and go to cops. I'll never forget going to cops every Sunday on our way home, and we'd stop and get a big cheeseburger, uh, my mom, dad, and I, and then a big thing of custard. Neat. And we don't have custard in La Crosse. It's not really really a Wisconsin thing. it's not statewide. It's very very southeastern Wisconsin, and so we're west. We're more Minnesota. (laughs) And so that Milwaukee was it. I mean, Milwaukee was the town I wanted to be in. It was (laughs) grand. It was big. It was magical. There was so much energy here and excitement back in the day that's still here. And you had custard more do you want?
1: And then you get here and you say, mama, we made it.
0: I'm
1: here. I'm <laughs> exactly. in the big city. Right, right. Uh, outside of work and home, where are we most likely to find you around this great city?
0: Probably in a lakefront because we're downtown. We love being on the lakefront. My husband's a big runner. And so I try. For the record, we're I, talking about
1: the actual lakefront, not the brewery, right? You're not uh, just like constantly yeah. at the brewery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, we have the best lakefront in the country. Yeah. I really do. It's beautiful. So we spend a lot of time down there. We can walk everywhere, bike ride, Just to be down there is really nice. There's just
1: so much green space, too. I mean, it's so undeveloped in that regard that you get to enjoy it. And
0: I'm a festival girl. Like, I love the festivals. I generally do most of them. If I can get them in, Fest Italiana, of course, Summerfest, big. Any of them. German Fest. We just like being down there. It's great.
1: absolutely. It's tough to top. All right. What and where was the last great
0: meal you had around the area? Probably Harbor House Mm. because I love seafood. always kind of a little special treat. Um, I think that's good. I think on probably a weekly basis, I have to be honest, Lumel Malnati's right down the street. <laughs>
1: Don't worry. I may, it may have be their from app Chicago, but it is so good.
0: And it's like 5 minutes away. There so, you go. like one night a week is a deep dish night. Love it. Absolutely. I'm a fan of that as
1: well. All right. Uh, question number 4 here. We're making a movie about your life because Ooh. it is deserving, of course. Who has the honor of playing you oh. in said movie?
0: You know, I would say Halle Berry Heck just because yeah. I want to be that fabulous <laughs> and she could bring it on every level. Um Tiffany Haddish, though, is so funny. <laughs> if I was that funny, I would love for her to portray me because she's just got that inner light and that inner glow. And so you have to rise to her comedy
1: level and then she'll <laughs> she'll get on, uh, exactly. on this project. Exactly.
0: I love to laugh. I love to goof off. The whole newscast would be a kicker. That's our last story <laughs> of the night if it was up to me. with Just a sprinkling of news in there. So I, I like that. I'm right there with you. I wish yeah. we could uh,
1: flip that script a little bit. I but know. I guess it's our job, so whatever. Right. Uh, number five, what is a talent or skill that we should really know about?
0: actually, I play the piano. Really? I'm not great. I used to be much better when I had time to practice. But um, And people ask me what was, because a lot of people know I was Miss Wisconsin. Right. They did not have talent in the Miss USA one that I did, Miss USA, okay. Miss Universe. But I did do the America system back in the day, and I played the piano. Huh. I love it. It's very therapeutic. It's fun. Um, and once I kind of retire, I always say I'm going to take like a brush-up course and get nice. back into it. Because you really got to keep it, the skill up.
1: Start playing the clubs
0: around the area. Yeah, uh, right, a little tinkle <laughs> tickle the ivories. So, and I would love to sing too. I would love to take I mean, lessons. I'm I'm leaning on Cassandra for that. Ah, I've said we're going to get to She's great. She's that like, would be "I'll quite give you the duo." Just I would definitely pay to see that show. Cuz I think I'm so fabulous in the car and then I'm like, <laughs> but if I had to do it, like that's a kind of a hidden dream of mine. I want to do something in public, like at a bar. We can make this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a real smoky bar, yeah, a small bar. shady smoky bar. <laughs> 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 what was your
1: specialty in piano? Was it like classical? Classical. It? It was. Okay. I, and every,
0: that's right. my jam. Every day I wake up, put on Curie coffee, and play classical music. Mm-hmm. Eight sixty six on direct. But I love Beethoven, Bach, Chopin. I love it. I seriously, it's funny because I go from that to the eighties in the car on my ride here. So that's kind of where I I live. We go from classical in the morning to eighties, and then my running music is usually a little Motown.
1: Oh, I'm just now picturing a smoky Milwaukee dive bar with Chopin playing. <laughs>
0: it's
1: an interesting show,
0: exactly. And I, <laughs> a little, just a little bit of uh, Motown in the back yeah, too. We, we can bring that in, you know.
1: Last question for you, Mary. What is the most random job you've ever had?
0: I was a busser. My very first job. Everybody's you, Miss Bedazzle. <laughs> it was dirty. It was hard. It was humbling, but I bust tables for the first year, um, my senior year. It was my first job, and it was just, it was crushing. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it was filthy. And... Um People, you know, are kind of messy. <laughs> As it turns out. So it was. it's random, but I tell you, it, it motivated me yeah. to go to school. And so UW-La Crosse was right there the next year. Couldn't <laughs> wait to go.
1: As a former waiter, I can uh, agree with you on uh, that. The food service industry is very uh, it character-building. Is. But here's sure. the thing.
0: I felt like the waiters and waitresses get tips. The poor bussers... Yeah get nothing. I
1: felt that way about the bartenders. The bartenders get all the tips. Right. And then it just like doesn't trickle down somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. We got free chocolate milk like over at the dispenser. That was all we got is fussing. So, <laughs> so anyway. you go from
1: wanting cops to getting free chocolate <laughs>
0: milk to now working here at Fox 6. My life is compulsive. <laughs> there we go. It is complete. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Carl.
1: That is a wrap on another edition of Definitely Milwaukee. Thanks a lot for listening. And thanks once again to Russ and Jim Klish and Stephanie Grady for hanging out with us on this week's episode, and a couple other thank yous to people you don't get to hear from. That would be Sarah Smith and Dave Machuda, who do a ton of work behind the scenes to make this podcast possible. If you want more from Definitely Milwaukee or from Open Record, the podcast with the Fox Six Investigative Team here at the station, make sure to subscribe to both on your favorite podcast service. And if you can leave us a rating and a re- review, that really helps as well. You can also download the latest episodes anytime. Time at fox